We're starting out today with another in our Key 3 series, conversations with star cooks about the three recipes they feel are key to know to become a good cook. Well, this week it's Lydia Bastianich, maybe the most beloved cook on PBS. Think Italian eating, you think Lydia. But when she started out in New York in the 1970s, she had an uphill battle. At her restaurant for Lydia, she cooked her home food from the island of Istria, which is east of Venice. Selling that to New Yorkers was a challenge, but she made it fly. She started TV in the 90s, writing books, and began opening new restaurants. And she hasn't stopped. We met up with Lydia in Felidia's Kitchen, a typical New York restaurant kitchen, tight and efficient. In four steps and three turns, you could touch nearly everything. On the stove was a big battered pot of boiling water, and next to it was her favorite skillet, where she was set up to cook her ziti with broccoli rub and sausage. <laughs> Thanks for having us in the kitchen. Oh, my pleasure. So, what are your key three recipes? What did you choose? Well, uh, this one that I'm gonna show you now, the ziti with the broccoli di rape and sausage, and then some garlicky clam sauce, and then a fresh uh, pesto sauce with pistachio nuts. Oh, nice combination, nice mm. combination. Okay, why are these your key three? Because they are three basic recipes. I think they're full of flavors. Uh, they don't require many ingredients. Uh, they deliver a wallop of, uh, of good uh, kind of uh, pasta dishes and flavors, and they're easy to make. A, a lot of flavor and not too much, too much work. Which really goes down well, as let far as I'm concerned. Let me tell you, yeah. that's what everybody... But that's what Italian food is all about. It's, it's not all that complicated, is it, Lynn? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think okay, so. Okay, so we've got... We're here at the stove. You've got a pile of broccoli. Broccoli di rape. I um, have a, a, right. a pile of, uh, on, on the stems. They will chop that up a little bit. I have some whole garlic cloves, without which I'll whack. Just open them up. Or do you like sliced? I, I want you to do it your way. I'm gonna I whack, like them I'm whacked. I'm gonna whack this one. Whack them. Okay, some good olive oil. Right. And I have some Sicilian olive oil in this case because, you know, Sicilian olive oil is good with vegetables and... It's robust. And, yes. It's peppery. Yes, It's yes. big. Okay. And some good penne rigate, uh, you know... Which is a hollow pasta with a, an angled cut at the end and it has ribs. The rigate means ribbed. Ribs. Right, uh, yeah, right. Rib, ribbed is good on pasta. The texture kind of collects the sauces. Yeah. And it plays good in your mouth. And we are, we are have some sausages, but I take them out of the casing. So, you do? Yes. Ah. We're just going to kind of crumble them up so they're like crumbled meat. I see. So, and okay. also they'll cook faster, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So let me, let's, I have the, the, the pasta water boiling, salted pasta water. Uh, let's, let's open up just a... Oh, that's nice. That tastes like seawater. Yeah. Okay. Nice and salty. The can of pasta, and I'm going to just throw it right in. Okay, give it one twirl. So, you know, sort of that uh, it doesn't stick. And now we'll go to the, to the actual sauce itself. A nice wide skillet, open skillet, and a big one, you know, because I'm gonna, I want to put the pasta into the sauce after. Mm -hmm. All right, so the garlic, here's a whole clove. And what I do is I just put the blade of the knife 
right onto the garlic clove on a firm kind of cutting board. Right. And with the palm of my hand, I just, I just whack it. Just like that. And it just flattens right out. It flattens out, and the flavors come out of the garlic. So a little bit of oil in the pan. Okay. Put the garlic right in there. You don't want it to uh, 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 burn, certainly. Right. Uh, and uh, let's put in the... Now, the sausages, you see, I'm just going to kind of... Squishing it around in your hands. Yeah. To break up the sausage. You've taken all the skin off. Yeah. And now it's just going to be crumbles of meat. Exactly. All over. Instead of cutting it in slices. Right. In, in this recipe, you see it sometimes the sausage is cut in slices. But I kind of uh, just like to swizzle it around like that. Kind of press it down. So you want to get, you know, render the, the sausages really to a golden color. The sausages are making the sauce. The sausages, you know, it's I guess it's again it's that kind of building of flavors. Uh, I'm gonna just sprinkle in now some pepperoncino. You like it spicy, I know. I like it spicy. I was with you in Puglia and we ate spicy stuff. We sure did. You remember that? Puglia is the heel of the Italian boot where they eat wonderful vegetables and they like spice. They yeah. love spice. Yeah, and it's really and, nice. And broccoli di rape. I am going to, so this is, take just a little bit of the pasta water because you see, now it's beginning to kind of, the, the garlic is beginning to cook. Now what you just did, why don't you explain exactly what you just did, because that's really a smart idea. Did you hear it? I heard it. Yeah, I went, I, it I I went into the pasta pot, I took a ladle of water and I threw it in the pan with the sausages and the and the garlic and the oil and so that sort of released a little bit of the of the bottom the sauce is beginning to it's even flaring up nicely so the sauce is building i'm going to cut the broccoli di rape now you know you clean them first and then right. you just kind of cut them in little pieces And this is broccoli rabe, which tends to be on the bitter side. It does, but you can make it with regular bro broccoli if you'd like. Uh, but the but bitter broccoli is really nice with that oh, sausage. The Italians love their bitter greens, you know? Yeah. We love our chicory, we love our uh, radicchio uh, trevisano rosso, we love all of that. So I'm going to put just a little bit of salt now. And I'm going to take some more of the pasta water now because I need to kind of wilt down and make the sauce. And this is the thing, the great secret that you see used in Italian pastas. It's water. It's not tomatoes. It's not cream. It's well, just you, water. Yes. If you want a tomato sauce, then you have tomato, and that gives you right. the juice and whatever. But here you have the vegetables, and I'm going to, I just covered it with another, with the, the you cover. Just put another, you just put another saute pan. Absolutely. Or a fry pan on top of this Inverted as a lid. Inverted it and put it on top, and that sort of holds the steam in there. The broccoli di rapa are going to cook. But to get back to that water, that water, the you know, you have The pasta water that yeah. you took. You have it right here, and it is salted, and it's beginning to get a little bit of the starch, uh, the pasta starch, and so it's kind of marries with that. And I put it in with the broccoli di rape and the sausage to cook the broccoli di rape, release the flavors, and make the sauce. 
people think that a sauce you need, you need or a stock or you need some cream or you need some, some wine or you need the tomatoes. You don't. The sauce is made out of the broccoli di rape and the sausage. That's the essence of yeah, what you want. Yeah. You don't want to mask that. You know, that's, that's good and clean, and, and it's really uh, a pronounced flavor. And the water just helps to bring it all out. The other thing you did that I think is really important to remember is that when you saw that the garlic was starting to brown much too quickly, you just took a, a, a spoonful of pasta water and threw it in the skillet. You know, cooking is all about, a lot about common sense. And if your common sense tells you to do something, then you do it, you know. <laughs> if, it's, if it's burning, either you shut the fire or you take it off or you make it the next step. So I didn't want the garlic to burn. I took a little bit of the stock water. I added it on. That sort of sizzled. And what that did also, it sort of cooked the garlic a little bit, released yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. then I put in the greens and then I continued. So how long is this going to cook now? Well, I think by the time the pasta cooks. Now, the penne like that, you know, 14, 15 minutes, depends on how much water. Right. And that's the sauce is done in that time. So it's equal timing here. And so you start the pasta, egg. and then you start the sauce. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. All right, now you're taking a strainer, uh -huh. and you're lifting the pasta out of the pot and that's going right in right. to the sauce in the skillet. So what I did is that I undercooked a little bit the pasta and I'm finishing the cooking process right in the sauce with uh, adding a little bit more of the pasta water if necessary. Right. Here I also put uh, a, a drizzle of, of raw olive oil and again, you know, olive oil, uh, if you use a good olive oil, you want it's natural, yeah. You don't yeah. want to cook it or whatever. So adding it at the end, the Italians always add the oil in the pasta, into their soups. They always add the oil. Right. Yeah. Right. So this is this is the 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 idea right here. So you let it cook just a little bit, and then I shut the fire off altogether to add the cheese because you know cheese is is a, a is a, a finished product. So if you cook it, it will separate, you know, strings and fat. Right. So we want to close the fire and add to, to the hot pasta. I always like to add a little bit in before serving. And this will kind of sort of make a little bit of the sauce, tie all the pasta together. And then you can serve some, some more at the table for whoever likes. Lydia, this looks delicious. Okay, so just now I'm going to just give you a little forkful. All and right. Oh. Mm. You get the sausage and all the seasoning, the heat, a bit of the heat of the pepperoncini, of the full flavor, yeah. the tartness, the, the, the kick of the, the uh, broccoli rub. Yeah, yeah, the bitterness. You yeah, know, the, the oh, almost this is almond cheese. Mm. But yet, you know, it's all together, but yet you, you, can, you should be able to taste each flavor. Each flavor comes singing through. Ah, really comes singing through. All oh, right. This is really a great way to get people to eat vegetables. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely the best way. Adia, thank you. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Enjoy it. Now I'm going to fill that plate. That was just a tasting. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> okay, so once we fill the plate, let's go upstairs and talk about the other two of your key three. I have much to tell you. Lydia, we've done the broccoli pasta, the pasta with the broccoli and the ziti and the sausage. 
But we've got these other two pastas here. So now, tell me about these two pastas. Why these two? Why did you pick them? Well, Lynn, you know, uh, I am uh, kind of a basic kind of gal. I love good ingredients and simple. And these recipes really exemplify how much intensity and flavor you can get of a few good ingredients. And to start with, let's start with uh, uh, garlic, uh, uh, garlic, uh, olive oil and garlic uh, sauce for pasta, aglio olio. You know, that's uh, a pasta that's been made throughout Italy for centuries. But yet you have some good oil, you get yourself some good garlic, a little peperoncino, and a little bit of the pasta water, and you got yourself a splendid sauce that will really uh, uh, kind of dress yeah. pasta and gratify you and so I think that's the basic but on that garlic and oil you can keep on adding things and then one of my other super favorite is just adding clams to that so linguine with white clam sauce Talk us through the recipe. Talk us through. Yeah, so so you see, you have, yes, the linguine white clam sauce. You have the garlic and oil. So you begin with the oil, the garlic, and the garlic not too, just nice and golden. Now you have to have your clams ready, you know. Some people put whole clams in it, and they let them open, and that's great. But I like to shuck my clams. Okay. And uh, I like kind of medium-sized clams. They have a little bit of kind of meat. So little mix, maybe? Yes. Cherry stones? L little mix. Cherry stone may be too big, but they're, you know, they're okay. economical cherry stones and if you can't find the little neck that's fine okay so you shuck them take them out of the shelf and you reserve the liquid you know so over a right. strain uh, uh, you you kind of catch the meat you mm -hmm. take the meat and you roughly chop the meat and then you have the juice on the other side and you keep them separately so you know what's the other element that's very important in a clam sauce is that you do not overcook your clams right so you have your garlic you have your oil the garlic is golden a little peperoncino and that's when i put in the juice just the juice of the clams i throw that in it fizzes up and at the same time you have the pasta already cooking so that's this is one of those recipes that you can do in the time that it takes to cook the spaghetti or linguine you know what i do i took a, take a ladle of the pasta cooking water uh -huh. and i add it to the pan so that kind of really mm -hmm. and then i let that simmer away so the sauces the flavor really kind of intensify and then in the last two minutes three minutes before the pasta is finished i throw in the actually chopped clams some fresh parsley I drizzle some more olive oil, and that's the sauce. I drain the pasta, throw it in the sauce, toss it, and serve it. So the clams are barely cooked. The water from the pasta has gone in before the clams. That Abs makes sauce, in quotes, Exactly. Right? But the starch from the pasta water and the salt is going to help make that sauce thicker. Yeah, it right? adds, and at the same time, it has kind of a clean taste. It's not, you know, some people like to add wine, but I think that takes it in another direction. Yeah. I like the brininess of the clam and the garlic and the oil, and those flavors are enough for me. Okay, so I, got, I have a question for you. Sandy clams. What do you do? Ah, do you strain let that me tell you, Let me tell you. Clams, you know, and clams, shucking clams is not easy, so I'll give you a little tip. You take the clam and you put them in the freezer for about 20 minutes before you shuck them. At that point, the clam becomes dormant and very easy to shuck. So you can take the clam, wash it well, right. before you put it in the freezer. You, once you have it 20 minutes in the freezer, you take it out, and you go right in, and you shuck the clam with a clam knife. Very easy. Mm -hmm. Just try to insert it, and it will open up. At that point, you know, inside. Yeah. So you kind of pull out the, the meat, meat part, and then you, you, you strain the rest through a strainer. Uh, so you have you separate the meat, 
Now it's easy to, to open the clams. You separate the meat, which is kind of solid, a little bit, and you have the juice and the falling into the other things. But you are right. In the juice, sometimes there is a little sand. So when I pour that juice of the clams into it, I always leave about one tablespoon at the bottom of the uh, container. Whatever, container because that's where the sand and the little pieces lodge. So, Lynn, that very basic sauce of olive oil and garlic, you know, the garlic is golden, the smell is coming mm -hmm. out. Uh, now, you know, I just finished telling you about the clam sauce, but you can add anything else to it. You can turn this into a different sauce. You can add anchovies and capers, and you have a little bit of the pasta water. You have a great kind of really intense uh, anchovy and mm -hmm. garlicky sauce. Mm -hmm. Or you can add to that same garlic and oil slivers of, of chicken breast, and then proceed again. You have always the pasta water to right. help you with, right. with making the sauce. Or you can add shrimps to it, or you can add scallop. It's endless. Of and the you things. can add vegetables. And you vegetables, add tomatoes, it's endless. What The garlic and olive oil base with a little peperoncino, it's your base. It's the thing I think people don't get is how dead simple. And you know, these things you have in your, in your cupboards. Most of the people have these things that I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. You know? You, you have, the garlic is around, olive oil, hopefully everybody has garlic, uh, olive oil and garlic uh, in the house, a little hot pepper, uh, even if, you know, the cayenne pepper, anything that kind of will spice it up. And then, you know, capers, anchovies, olives, those things are always in the cupboard. Mm -hmm. Even some canned uh, tuna fish. That's, add that to That's that. That's delicious. Isn't That's it? That's perfect with that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So now the third recipe. Ah, well, I thought, okay, so another one that I really love and that it's simple is the pesto family, you know, making pestos out of fresh herbs. And of course, everybody knows uh, the, the, the pesto, traditional pesto, la Genovese, which is basil leaves, uh, pignoli nuts, mm -hmm. uh, garlic, and olive oil, and a little salt. So that's the basic. And that's simple, because all you do is you put it in the blender, and you put these ingredients, and you drizzle the olive oil, and you get yourself this kind of uh, uh, aromatic, uh, I don't know, loose paste, if right, you will, right. which you dress any pasta with. I, you know, Italy, uh, uh, it's not only about the Genovese pesto. In Sicily, they use almonds. And so you can take that basic garlic, a little basil, a little parsley, and almonds, and a few ripe tomatoes you throw in there, and you got another sauce, another delicious pesto sauce. Or you can substitute pistachios instead. And why do they use almonds or pistachios in Sicily? Because that's what they grow best. <laughs> I'm the sorry. Best that, almonds. Was, that was a tease question. I know, I know, because I know you know. But some of the best almonds and pistachios come yeah. from, from Sicily. So, you know, it's, and, and you know what's so beautiful about the, the pesto sauce is that what really renders it uh, uh, delicious is the fact that it's not cooked. It's fresh. Everything is kind of fresh, and the aroma of the, of the parsley and of the basil and all of that, and even the garlic. And it really, it's easy. It's very aromatic, and it's good for you. As, as you did with the garlic and olive oil sauce, walk us through this. Okay. So you want the, the, uh, um, the, the, the basil and pistachio will be a little different, so I'll give you the basil okay. and pistachio Great. ones. Yeah. So you have your food processor. And you throw in two cloves of garlic. You can more or less depends if you like. Mm -hmm. You throw in there uh, about 
30, I'm saying for one pound of pasta, mm -hmm. about 30 leaves of, of basil, nice and clean, dried. Mm -hmm. I, a handful of parsley leaves, I like that in there. Um, maybe half a cup of toasted pistachios that have uh -huh. been Call, call, get call. that nice, rich yes. flavor from the toasting. Exactly. Yeah. Get bring out the flavors, and salt, pinch of salt, and you drizzle in the olive oil, and you make that machine go until it's kind of the consistency that you like. It could be chunkier, it could be creamier. It's what you like, and uh, just enough oil to sort of amalgamate all together to make it flowy, not soupy, 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 not dense, dense. Would you use the pasta water trick here? Would you add pasta water to that sauce? You know what's important about pesto is that you don't cook pesto. So here pasta water is also essential, but in a different format. So you take, uh, you have your pesto, you're all ready, room temperature, right. you're cooking your pasta, you drain your pasta, and then I put maybe a few tablespoons of the pasta water in the pasta in a bowl. And to that bowl, I add the pesto, and I toss it. So the pesto never gets cooked. It just gets warmed up by the pasta. And then you throw on the cheese. Now you can, you know, the grana padano uh, or the pecorino, if you like a little bit more, a right. sharper, a sharper, right. a sharper cheese. And uh, some people add the cheese in making the pesto. Uh -huh. I like to add it on after because I, I think I get maximum flavor out of it that Interesting, way. Interesting, yeah. And also you have the option that if you don't want cheese, you want to taste that straight. And you wouldn't add tomatoes to that at all? Not to this pesto. No. But there's other pestos that you can make yeah. with ripe tomatoes. But you know what I, what I do with this pestos besides dressing uh, the pasta, it freezes very well. So you put the pesto in, in a container and you coat it, you put a layer of oil on top so it doesn't oxidize when it's in the freezer. Ah. You can pull it back, uh, pull it out anytime. But when I have a little extra pesto and I make a nice soup, a vegetable soup, mm. before serving the soup, I put a teaspoon of this pesto in the soup Ooh. and it brings out all the aroma. It sort of multiplies the vegetable flavor. Well, that sounds wonderful. Lydia, you know what everybody's going to want to know. What yeah. are the commercial brands of pasta that you like? Well, we're talking about dry pasta, right? Right, exactly. I, I can't help but tell you that I have a Lydia's pasta, which I use a lot at home, and it's in a beautiful red uh, uh, package. But, you know, I think the Checo is wonderful out there. Fara San Martino is wonderful out there. And some of those artisanal pastas that are really um, uh, coming out of Italy, uh, some of them... What those I look for those if I want different shapes because you know in enjoying pasta it's it's about the 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 semolina flavor because a good pasta right. uh, is made out of strong dorm uh, semolina having having a higher context of of the glutens in it so it gives it more of a bite there's a nuttiness to it. But the other element of pasta is the shapes. I love different shapes and playing with different shapes. You know, we talk about spaghetti, we talk about linguine, but uh, you know, I like the conchiglia, which is the shell, or the radiatori, radiatori, or the elbows. That's the ribs. It looks like little old-fashioned radiators, rib upon rib upon rib. Exactly, yeah, radiatore is an, as, as a radiator. Yeah. But you know, in those things, especially if you're talking about pesto, whatever, the, 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 the pesto lodges in there. And of course, the Genovese use the troffia, you know, yeah. or just simple. Which are little, they, they look, they're, they're, it looks like somebody took the dough and rolled it with their hands 
and one end, the ends are very narrow and the center is thicker. Right. Right. And right. Not yeah. 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 But you know, you know what's good about that is because there's a different of play of texture. You know. Yeah. We're talking about pasta being chewy cooked. in the middle and exact, softer at the end. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. But but there's uh, there's the, when you talk about the artisan pastas because this these are pastas that. You stumble across them in one place, and you may never see them again. Mm -hmm. But are there some brands that you found that you really well, enjoy? The Fara San Martino is 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 a good one. Uh -huh. uh, uh, that's that you can find, and it's um, uh, uh, and it's still very very Martinelli is another one. Right, yeah, right. they made in Tuscany. They have, yeah. yeah, the yellow one. Uh, although I like my pastas uh, made uh, Gragnano near Gragnano near Naples. I think yeah. some of the best pasta dry pasta. So if you look at the box and you see Gragnano, uh, then, then... That area. Yeah, it kind of assures you that, you know, an artisanal pasta from Gragnano... Uh, That's is, a very old pasta-producing area. It is. So historically, it is. it's an area that produces... Very fine pasta. It is. It is. Some, yeah. and, and, you know, that's the area that some of the first pasta were served. You know, when you see those pictures of pastas being kind of slurp into, into the, with the hands, because pasta was a street food. It, in, right. it initiated as that's a street right. food. So in the streets of Naples, you know, you could buy this little plate and you just slurp your pasta in. So so it's not so, so un, uh, un Un elegant, unelegant yeah. yeah. to to do a little slurp with your spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese are not the only people who slurp noodles, is what it comes. But down you know, to. In, that, in those cultures, the more noise you make with the, uh, the more you're enjoying food, you're appreciating food. If yes. You, if you, you well, our, our ancestors, no doubt, were doing the exact same thing. Our Italian yeah. ancestors. I think so. We're the ones who are so refined that we just can't make any oh, noise. Okay. All right. So we, we'll we'll tell the audience out there, your audience, to relax and to enjoy right. that pasta. But. Available in a lot of markets, Dechecco is something you really yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I think the Dechecco is 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 one. I I mean one you know, more of the sort of run of the mill Barilla has come out and uh, mm. they 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 give a competitive price. It's a good and it's a decent pasta. Yeah, it's a decent pasta. What about Rusticella or Rusticella? Rusticella, Rusticella d'Abruzzo is excellent. Uh huh. Yes, absolutely. They have a nice bite. They have yes, texture yes. on that noodle that. The, bites into the holes the pasta. Yeah, and they have also different, they use different grains. Uh, they have different grain pasta, you yeah. know. They have from farro, from chestnuts also. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, once you get into pastas and all the nuances of the shapes and of the different flowers <laughs> make a difference. But a good uh, spaghetti or linguine will serve well with all of these recipes that I give you. Lydia, this has been such a pleasure. We have to do this more often. Absolutely. <laughs>